Welcome to Freedom Slay Podcast, where fempreneurs, side hustlers, and entrepreneurs come to fast track their success. If you're a millennial girl boss, listen, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of the goods, because every week you're going to get the tools that you need to slay your business goals to create a life of time and financial freedom. I'm Ganette Jones, your host and Freedom Slayer in charge here. Let's begin. Hey, Freedom Slayer, how are you? Today we're diving into networking, networking with the who's who. Maybe it's someone in your network that you're not quite connected to. Maybe there are a few people separated from you and you'd like to get to know them a bit better. You'd like to maybe become friendly with them or maybe it is someone who is the quote unquote who's who, someone who's really big and you know you really would love to get in their space. Today we're going to be talking about a few things that's going to assist you to do just that. Because here's the thing, you are the who's who. Sometimes we put people on this pedestal that's pretty ridiculous, thinking that they're like superhuman and don't bleed and don't pee and don't poo. But at the end of the day, they are like you. And in order to get in that circle, you just have to find your people because they are your people, right? Especially if you are a freedom slayer, someone who's looking to level up, someone who's looking to be the person who to go to in their industry, then of course you're going to want to network and rub shoulders with those people who are doing it already. And you're just finding your people. That's all it is. It's not a matter of trying to solicit or get somewhere where you don't belong. Understand first and foremost that you belong there. So it's time to get you there. Now, with that out of the way, one way to ensure that you are getting more comfortable, being uncomfortable, getting into scenes where people, movers and shakers are, I suggest that you start scoping out events where you can find people to network with. So this is where you consult dear Uncle Google, who's wise beyond his years, right? Go out and check, depending where you are, right? Networking events in Atlanta, or maybe you can get even more specific, networking events for women in technology near me or wherever, and you don't have to be in a big city like Atlanta, it's just top of mind because of the fact that I just came back from there. I'm in Little Oil, Bermuda, and there are networking events every single week that I can find and attend. And what you're gonna find is once you start attending a couple, you're gonna begin getting invites for the future ones anyway. So with that out of the way, I just wanna let you know what we're gonna discuss today. So we're gonna get into how this works, this whole networking thing, how it works for introverts, because I know that's something that a lot of people struggle with. I'm an introvert too, and I don't necessarily love networking, but I get the value of it. So we're definitely going to touch on how this can work for you and how you have to view it in order to move forward. We're also going to be going into some networking tips that I think you are going to love that are going to help you to really step up your networking game. And lastly, we're going to end it on some what not to do's when you're trying to mix and mingle with people. So as an introvert, I just typically used to avoid networking situations like the plague. I thought they were uncomfortable. People seemed disingenuous. I just wasn't there for the fake smiles and, you know, pets on the back. That's how, at least how I viewed it back then. And then I remember reading one of the first business type books that I read, self-development books, whatever you want to call it, which is Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And in that, he had made a comment that really was like a uh uh-huh. And he said, your network determines your net worth, right? So therefore, the people you're surrounding yourself with is going to eventually determine how much money you got in your pocket. So I don't know if that sounds important to you, but for me, when I heard that or read that, I should say, I thought immediately, okay, it's time to step up my networking game because I'm trying to get on another level financially. You know what I mean? 
So fast forward to today when I'm much more likely to put myself in these uncomfortable situations to network and I can promise you that they aren't as disingenuous if you're like me and you're like, oh my goodness, look at the people smiling or whatever. No, they likely recognize each other and they're like genuinely happy to see each other at these events. But there's so much more that goes into it and the relationship you build outside of the events is what really makes it magic. So yeah, there's that. But as far as it goes with the introvert thing, there's this book I read by Susan Cain and it's called Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Won't Stop Talking. I highly recommend that if you are an introvert and you feel like you're out of place a lot of the time, it's a great read. But I want to mention that, you know, don't use being an introvert as a crutch. It's important also to understand that being an introvert, some people say, well, you're not an introvert, you're doing a podcast or you do videos and all these things. Being an introvert doesn't automatically equate to being shy, though many introverts tend to be shy. Not all of them are. I get drained around a bunch of people, even around a few people, especially if they're people that I don't know. So it's not a matter of being shy or not. A lot of times it's how you react and how you feel in situations that require your interaction and also how you feel after these situations. While it is the comfortable thing for us to do, to not get involved, to not attend the events, to not mix and mingle, to not speak to someone who we do not know, it's not what's going to assist us to grow at the end of the day. So we have to sure that we don't use being an introvert as an excuse for not doing the work. And even to this day, I have to work myself up to go to these events. I have to stop and think about what the outcome is. I have to stop and think about the after. And it's weird because I don't want to go. Usually 90% of the time, I don't want to go. And then while I'm there, when I first get there, I'm like, oh my goodness, why did I come? By the time it's time for me to leave, I've usually really enjoyed myself and I'm really excited I went. And then I get home and I'm like drained. That's how it works for me. If that works for you like that, you're not alone, okay? I say all this to say that while I don't necessarily want to go even thinking about it or want to go prior to the event or when I first get there, once I actually start doing the work, I really, really do genuinely enjoy myself. And I actually have a little buzz until I get home. And then that's where I'm like, ooh, sah. And I'm able to just relax and regain all the energy that I did lose by talking and mingling with people. I don't know. It's an energy exchange. Now, I know my extroverts and omniverts may be listening to this like, oh my goodness, that's so dramatic. But no, that's how I feel. So if you are an introvert, do me a favor. I want you to screenshot this episode and tag me on Instagram and let me know that you too can relate. I'm at Gaynete on Instagram. So that's G-A-Y-N-E-T-E. There's really nothing that assists introverts with getting extrovert-like qualities. It's just not. It's not built in you, which is fine. You're great and you have amazing qualities as well. There's power in your still. However, there comes times when you do have to tap into those parts of you that can be slightly more extroverted or at least mimic those extroverted qualities for short periods of time. So usually when I have to go somewhere, I say to myself, look, it's only going to be a couple hours. Let's do this. When was the last time you got uncomfortable? You should be getting uncomfortable every day. You got this. Then I put on my big girl panties and deal. Now, if you're someone that gets severe anxiety attacks or something like that, then that is a different situation, right? So maybe for you, you may have to do a little bit of extra. So you may have to do some deep breathing. Maybe there's a certain essential oil that helps calm your nerves a bit. Maybe it's talking to someone who deals with it as well and you find them doing networking events and things like that finding out what works great for them I don't suffer with anxiety so I'm not able to touch on that subject but girl you have my respect okay so now let's get into some networking tips that can assist not just the introverts but the extroverts and omniverts listening to this as well 
So networking tip number one is like an unspoken rule of networking. And I don't like rules. I don't do rules, but this one actually makes sense. So I'm going to include it in here. And that is the rule of 24. So that means once you meet somebody, maybe it's someone you meant to meet, maybe it's someone that you unexpectedly met and maybe you exchanged Instagram handles or email addresses or whatever. And said you want to get together for something in the future, maybe lunch or tea or whatever. If that is the case, then you want to follow up with that person within 24 hours, especially if this is someone who is, let's say, levels above where you are right now in your industry and you really want to make a great connection or you want to ensure that you continue to remain on this person's radar. Maybe you think there's great synergy and you can really assist each other. Then you're going to want to follow up with the person within 24 hours. And you do this because you're still top of mind. You're fresh in their mind. They remember who you are. And it shows that you're really serious about building a meaningful relationship. The second networking tip is to listen. A lot of times we go into events and we want to talk, 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 but really the most powerful person in a networking event is the one who listens because they're then able to feed back and talk to the person about the things they already mentioned. So you're able to build stronger connections. And I say networking event, but I mean any type of networking situation. I mean, you can get into a networking situation on an elevator. Sure, it will be short, but it's still a situation where you get the chance to network with someone. And now tip number three is to read the cues and feed the energy and what I mean by that is there may be someone that you're really excited to meet you can't wait to meet them and then you get in their presence and something feels off they just may not be a good connection for you right they may not be and sure they could be having a bad day maybe it's multiple times you meet them and you're getting the same vibe trust the vibes always okay maybe it's the body language you're picking up on pay attention to these things not everyone is your person and in the same token you're not everyone's person i'm awkward af if people can't deal with that then maybe we aren't a great connection sorry but i am not sorry about that and sometimes people are just mean right you may come and they may have their arm crossed and you come and you see them rolling their eyes and you're thinking they can't possibly be rolling their eyes to me maybe they are but you know what? That's not your issue to take on. Not everybody's going to like you and you don't have to be everybody's cup of tea. There's plenty of people that like what you have to say and what you have to offer. Go move and talk to them. And then sometimes they just may be a group of mean girls or maybe it's a mean guy you're trying to talk to and you walk over there and you see they're gossiping about someone else or maybe they're potentially trying to get you into a conversation to talk about someone else. Stay true to who you are. Don't ever leave that space. And on the opposite end of the spectrum, if you do find someone that's really cool you guys are vibing don't feel like you have to speak and talk to everybody at the party or at the event or wherever you are you can just talk to that one maybe you are there to meet and grow and nurture that specific relationship next up is set up google alerts so if there's someone you meet maybe you guys have been out a couple times or you've seen them at multiple different networking events the vibe's always good you're always speaking always engaged with each other whatever Set up Google Alerts for that person. So that means if anything pops up in the news, you're going to be the first one to know. And you can send them an email, a congratulatory email, and stay top of mind. And while we're talking about Google Alerts, they're free. So set up Google Alerts for yourself and your business as well. I talk about this all the time over on Instagram. Make sure that you have a handle on all things you and your brand. For me, I have Google Alerts for everything. My book name, my course names, my social handles, the name of my business, my name. My name spelled incorrectly because sometimes people put two T's. And I make sure that the second anything with my brand pops up, 
I know about it. So when one of my Huffington Post columns went and was syndicated to Yahoo News, I found out. I didn't write for Yahoo News, but Yahoo News pulled the story, well, pulled the article and put it on their page. And if I hadn't set up Google Alerts, I would have missed that. Google Alerts also helps you find the schemers. So if someone has a copy of something that you've already done or they're using your words for something that they've put out or making it seem as if it's theirs, or maybe they're using something that you've copywritten for their own website, then you can pick up on those things a lot earlier and nip them in the bud. For me, I've seen PDF copies of my book online and I was able to nip it, the real ones, the real copies, the people that were actually selling copies on Chinese sites. I was able to find that because I have Google Alerts set up for my book. There are other sites that pretend they have copies of my book, but it's just a virus when you click on the button or whatever. So if you're not getting my book in a bookstore or on Amazon, then it's not my book. So yeah, make sure you set up Google Alerts. The next thing and the most important thing is to make sure that you're adding value to the relationships. Don't ever go into anything asking what's in it for me and solely me. You wanna ensure that just like you're looking to maybe get more connections or you know maybe utilize some of their skill sets, just like you're looking to get that from someone else, ensure that you're also pouring into them. A one-sided relationship is never it. Ask yourself, how can you assist them Maybe you can be a middle woman and by middle woman, that means introducing them to other people that can maybe assist them in their business or, you know, with something they're currently working on. And maybe you can dedicate some of your services or some of your know-how, your knowledge and give them information. Maybe you have resources or tools that would be helpful. Maybe that's what you can give. It doesn't always have to be something complicated. You don't have to pour out of your pockets and give them a ton of money. You just have to be able to reciprocate that which they're giving to you. I find anybody that goes into things always thinking about making it a win-win situation, always end up winning. Okay, so now that I gave you some tips about networking, I wanna get into what not to do, because I think just as important as what to do, you also have to know what to avoid. And one of the things that I absolutely have to talk about is not feeling entitled to anyone's time or attention. Even if you've spent money, maybe on their course or their conference or maybe on their product, whatever, it doesn't matter. You got value through whatever it is that you purchased. They do not owe you anything. Nothing is a bigger turnoff than someone demanding someone else's time or attention. And sometimes it could be really subtle. Like you may think it's cool hopping in someone's DMs like, hey, I purchased your course. I'm going to be in your neighborhood. Let's chat. Let's go out for dinner. You're putting that person in a really awkward situation because then they have to address the fact that they don't owe you their time. A better way to build a closer relationship with that person may be to reach out to them and let them know how their product or service has impacted you. Maybe you use the information in that course and have gotten results. That's exciting. Everyone who has sold something, whether it's a service or a product, they would love to know that people have gotten benefit off of their thing. So share that information. That makes them feel like what they're doing is worth the time, right? Another way is maybe saying, hey, I'm in the neighborhood. Do you have any recommendations for places to eat? Start the conversation. Let them know you purchased the course. You appreciate them, whatever. And you never know. They may then say, oh, I'm free tonight. Are you free? We can hang out. But don't ever make it seem as if it's an obligation of theirs. Unless, of course, you're in a course, let's say, and maybe you guys have gotten close and maybe you chat outside of things that are relating to your development or that product or maybe outside of that service or other product whatever it is that you offer then in that case maybe you have a closer bond and it may be a bit better to reach out to them in that 
instance. However, if it's just a working relationship or if it's no relationship at all and maybe you just follow the person somewhere or maybe you've read their book or maybe you follow them on YouTube and you're one of their million subscribers, don't feel like you're entitled to them. And this may seem a bit cold or harsh or whatever, but understand that personal space is called personal space for a reason. You don't want to start the relationship off on the wrong foot by being pushy and feeling like you're obligated to them. And I'm sure you'd rather hear it over a podcast than in your DMs when they're like, hold up sis this ain't that type of relationship and on that same token don't try to ask to pick somebody's brain oh my goodness this is a pet peeve of mine they've worked hard and likely have a ton of free information already out there if you just search the interwebs right beyonce's internet you'd find it so when you ask to pick their brain and maybe you think you're being fancy or cute by saying over a cup of coffee or over lunch you're really disrespecting all that they've done right and it's not because they don't want to share it they've got free information out there and maybe for the juicy content they may even have paid products but it's the fact that you think you can get their information that they've worked so hard to obtain as easy as hopping in a DM and get the knowledge over such a short period of time. They've likely worked years to obtain it. And then two, thinking that it's worth a cup of coffee. Like they may charge $2,000 for their time per hour. So for you to discount it, even with a five course meal, that is disrespect. Can you tell I'm passionate about this? It drives me bonkers. You'd get so much further ahead if you say, hey, I saw your article on XYZ or I see that you do XYZ. Do you have any upcoming conferences? Do you have any articles you could point me towards? Though you should just do a search yourself. But something like that is a much better approach rather than, hey, can I pick your brain? Or maybe you're not saying, can I pick your brain? Maybe you're trying to be a bit more sneaky by saying, hey, would love to grab a bite and chat. No, be direct and don't ask for their information. You are not entitled to it. And for avoidance of doubt, you may not necessarily be thinking you're picking someone's brain, but you just want to bounce ideas off of that person. Or maybe you just want to talk to them about something you're doing and get their feedback. That is still picking their brain because you're now pulling on their years of expertise and experience to get that information. And I know my little itsy bitsy page gets a lot of people trying to pick my brain. So I can only imagine what people who have a much bigger platform have to deal with. So I actually created a service just for people who want to pick my brain. Those that have questions, I quickly send them to my 30 or 60 minute pick my brain sessions. That usually does the trick if someone isn't really invested in what it is that you have to offer and they think they can pull your information for free. So when you're reaching out to someone, just so you can see it from their standpoint, when you ask for free information, especially when they're already got free information out there. So for me, I have YouTube videos giving information. I've got this podcast giving free information. I do webinars giving free information. I have a newsletter that gives free information. So don't try to come to me and demand free information specific to your situation because then that requires payment. So when you're reaching out to someone to ask to pick their brain, this is what they really hear. I love what you're doing so much. I want to know everything about it, but I don't love it enough or respect it enough to actually pay you for it. They also hear you say, I think your knowledge is worth about $5 for coffee or maybe 50 or 100 for dinner. Or maybe they hear you say something like, I really value all the information you've gathered over the years and I really think I could get it all in over a meal. Just stop. So I really hope I'm preaching through the choir and you're not someone who hops in people's DMs demanding that they give you what it is that they have, i.e. their knowledge. And if you are on the receiving end where you're someone who's constantly being asked questions from people, then you can direct them to your free stuff if you have free content and if not, direct them to your paid content. Easy peasy, brush your shoulders off.
Okay, so let's do a quick recap. I want you to search for networking events or conferences, things that are in your industry, that are in your neighborhood or overseas. Take a trip for a conference. That's helpful as well. Check them out and make sure that you're attending multiple networking events. You should be attending at least one a month if you really want to up level. For my introverts out there, no, it's not fun. No, we don't enjoy it, but it's necessary. So let's put on our big girl panties and get it done. And once you are at these networking events, you want to ensure that you're listening. You're taking the things in and you're speaking as well, but you're more so listening, being an active listener. You're also feeling out the vibes and taking note of social cues, people's postures and things like that. Take it all in. If someone doesn't want to be around you and you're not feeling their vibes, move away. If someone's really great, stick around them for a while. Don't forget to set up Google Alert for you, your business, and for the people that you meet so that you get alerts whenever something comes up in the news that relates to them or you. And you want to ensure for sure that you're given tons of value. It's a give and take relationship. Don't go into it thinking what's in it for me. And then of course, what I spent the long time on at the end of this is don't try to pick somebody's brain. You are not entitled to anyone's time or attention. We don't have to dive into that anymore, right? <laughs> if this podcast resonated with you today, make sure you take your screenshot and take me over at Ganete at G-A-Y-N-E-T-E and let me know you're tuning in. I'll see you next time. Okay, okay. I see you, Freedom Slayer. You stayed through to the end, which tells me that you likely enjoyed this episode. Listen, if you haven't already, do your sister a favor by heading on over to the iTunes store to leave a review for the podcast. It'll help others like you find a benefit from it. And look, it also helps with the rankings. Hashtag transparent AF. I appreciate you. 